Everybody. Welcome to the True Crime Squad. I'm Christy Brower here with my sister, co-host and partner in all things crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. How's it going? Oh, it's going. We had a dang fun weekend and now we're just, you know, coming back to Earth. I know. It's Monday. It's time to jump into true crime, isn't it? Right. We made a really quick uh, overnight down and back trip to Boise to go to Boise State Basketball. Oh, yes. It was so much fun. I'm a huge Boise State basketball fan, and I almost always just watch on TV. And so this year for Christmas, I was gifted from my husband and daughter season tickets. And we won't make it to all of the games. In fact, the first uh, couple uh, my kids went to and we didn't go down to because of weather and stuff. But, yeah, this weekend we finally went. It was a really big rivalry game against uh, San Diego State. And they won by one point. It was a hell of a game. So, yeah. It's fun to get to be there for one like that. That was cool. so much fun. The energy in there was just rocking. It was awesome. So College yeah. basketball is fun. That's about the only sport that I'm like, yeah, I actually do enjoy watching college basketball. Mm-hmm. College basketball. And we played basketball as kids. And so I uh-huh. like to watch it because I understand the game. Mm-hmm. For sure. And it is fun. I don't, I'm not all that big on the NBA. I, just don't, I don't think it's that fun no. to watch. I don't but, think it uh, is either. I think college is way funner. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I like the WNBA, though. I do like to watch the women. Yeah, me too. Well, and I love, like the women's uh, college basketball as well. But mm-hmm. And I think also just being a mom of two uh, college collegiate athletes, you just, you know, you, you get a better peek at what kind of blood, sweat, and tears goes into these kids. And right they've worked so hard you know all about that mm-hmm. it's and it's just yeah it's just an experience so anyway i had a blast it was awesome i, I can't wait to go back do it again well good how exciting that is wonderful yeah. what are you well been doing uh, <laughs> i've been making resin stuff mm-hmm. this is a whale i made that's a shaker bottle on the inside he's so cute Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to be releasing. I know I keep saying this, but I do have an Etsy store coming very soon. I'm just yeah. getting, you know, you have to understand that resin is a pass or fail situation. It either <laughs> worked or it didn't. And there is nothing in between. And so I just want to be very sure that I know what I'm making. But I'm, I'm what I'm making because I am the queen of fidget toys. I love fidgeting. I am a fidgeter like crazy. And so everything that will be in my Etsy store will have a fidget element because that's who I am, man. And so like these guys all have like this is a there's a a shaker element to it and the color will settle into the bottom and then you can shake it again and like it moves and it's sparkly. And anyway, it's going to it's really fun. And so there's going to be a lot of fun stuff like that. It's got to get it perfected, but I'm getting there real close. So. Awesome. Spent a lot of time doing that today. Yeah. Well, I can't wait for your store to launch. That is awesome. Uh, me too. I'm really excited. So with that, it's Monday. We need to get into true crime, man. Right. And you're going to kick us right gears. off. With, yes, we are with some WTF <laughs> news. Oof. Yeah. You know, not long ago, we covered the mom in Colorado 
that killed two of her children and fled oh, yes. to England, where she was found near a celebrity's home mm -hmm. uh, in, in London. And as it turned out, it seems that she had been being catfished by someone who was claiming to be that person. And there was a lot of speculation about if she had been put up to this or what in the world was going on in her head. Yeah. Well, it has happened again. And I, I think this is something we have to be incredibly deeply aware of, especially for our friends, relatives, uh, acquaintances who are not understanding that they're not talking to who they think they're talking to. Uh, yeah. This case is profoundly sad. This mm. is Roxanne uh, Doucette. Roxanne mm. has apparently, allegedly, has tried to poison her husband. Roxanne is 64. Her elderly husband dies in failing health. And recently, she called 911 and said there was something wrong with her husband, Paul, who's 73. And he was taken to the hospital, and it seems that he had been poisoned by soup that he had eaten. Mm. And her daughter went to the hospital as well and got really suspicious about what is going on with her mother. So she took her phone and looked through it. And what she found was some very disturbing shit. What she found mm -hmm. were messages from a scammer claiming to be the bold and the beautiful actor Thorsten K. Her mother, a mm. uh, big soap opera fan, madly mm -hmm. in love with Thorsten K. And for some reason, really believed she was talking to Thorsten K. Oh, boy. And in the text messages was told, and she has sent this person, it sounds like around $40,000. Oh, my God. <gasps> oh. But one of the messages said, you have to get rid of your husband, honey. I need you so much. Uh, also yeah. telling her that they love her and they want her to leave her husband so they can be with her. And she responded, saying she needed time to think. Then later responded, making an amazing soup, special potion, he will be hungry when he gets back. Just enough for him. And oh, then a little. No. Yeah. And then a little later, hubby just got back not feeling well. Maybe I can collect life insurance. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. Yes. Now. This is still an open police report. There's still uh trying to figure out what the hell's going on here. We do know that the toxicology test initially came back negative for opioids, cocaine, or alcohol. We also know that mm -hmm. he told his daughter that his wife had made soup, but it wasn't very good and tasted bitter. Oh. She has been ordered to stay the hell away from him, pending an investigation and a psych eval. Mm -hmm. And her family's just left going, what the hell is happening here? She sure. claims that it was just old soup and she didn't mean to poison anybody but it was just old and maybe he got food poisoning. Oh, Sounds like that yikes. may be 
not be the case. It's just, it is so sad. But what is going on with scammers? Not just scamming people out of money, which is terrible, but convincing people to kill their family members. What is happening here? Right. Like, what is the, I mean, I mean, all of it's horrible, but I can kind of understand the money part of it if you're a scammer, but the murder part, like, what's the, she said the it. life insurance she's just the life insurance to then try to get that money out of her too or are they just entertaining themselves by seeing God, how far that's... they can push people right. or maybe both but i i think this is terrifying and it is that we need to be very aware of if you have elderly relatives or very vulnerable relatives keep an eye on them Everyone knew with the mom in Colorado that she had been thinking she was speaking to a famous person and had tried to convince her she wasn't, but she wouldn't hear of it. But I don't think it ever occurred to them in a million years that that person would convince her to kill her children. You know? Right. Like that, the the lengths at which people are willing to go at this point. I, the evil element to this, the depravity of this is just hard for me to get my head around in any capacity. It is. And I mean, I'm, you know, you've been there. I've been there. We've been joking about it recently that, you know, you get people who have social media accounts using the names of famous people who follow you. You know, oh, yeah. Elon Musk followed me on TikTok recently and I yeah. sent you and Kara, a, you know, a, a screenshot like, oh, I've really sure. it big this time, you know, knowing <laughs> yeah. that that's bullshit, you know, and that's mm-hmm. just somebody scamming. Yeah. But if people aren't fully understanding the reality that anybody can make an account and call themselves anything mm-hmm. and that there's there's no proof that these people are who they say they are unless you've mm-hmm. met them in person well and i'll tell you how, how this happened to me i'm not this happened to me but on tiktok when garth brooks uh sang at the inauguration i commented yeah. on his tiktok that he did a beautiful job Okay, Mm -hmm. fine. Lots of people commented, whatever. Yeah. In the next 30 days, I had more than 30 Garth Brooks accounts follow me on TikTok. Oh, God. And try to chat me up. Uh, Several of them thanking me for my kind words. Right there. That's how it happens. Mm -hmm. And if you don't realize that this is nonsense and you start talking to that person... You get hooked in and and maybe the person you are just so lonely or desperate or just vulnerable that you just want it to be true so bad. I don't know, but this is scary and it's very sad that this is happening. It it really is. Yeah. Yeah. So keep an eye out for things of that nature and uh, I will too, but yeah. So, Christy, with that. (laughs) That was an accident. I'm going to kick the mic over to you for our main case. Okay. That was also the wrong one. I'm sorry. It is just Monday. Okay. (laughs) I'm just going to leave it there because it's ridiculous and you all are going to get a kick out of it. But sorry, hit the wrong thing. (laughs) <laughs> I've got some kind of overactive pointer finger. Uh, actually, what we're going to talk about today 
is uh, the treehouse murder. Now, this is something that is uh, going on. There's a murder trial going on right now. I didn't really know anything about this case. And so I wanted to uh, learn a little bit and we'll talk about it. So this is the treehouse murder. And this case has been around for a while now. But this man right here is Franklin Tucker. He goes by Ty. So this is Ty Tucker. And he is on trial right now for murder and um, burglary and a bunch of stuff. So there, this is an interesting case. One, because Tucker has decided to represent himself in court, which we all know how uh, not a good idea that usually is. Also, this is a Florida man trial. Tucker is, in fact, a Florida man. Uh, which we follow these closely, but he is charged with robbery, homicide, aggravated assault, and battery uh, for a robbery that led to the death of Matthew Bonet and injured Paula Belmont at a property known as the Treehouse. Now, this happened on November 17th of 2017, so this has oh. been a while. Okay. Yeah, so the Treehouse was this place it was this property where there was a trailer and then there were a bunch of sort of platforms that um had walls made of tarp so it was kind of a a, a homeless uh, encampment kind of situation there was a lot of uh drug dealing going on in the area um as well uh -huh. so the police say that uh ty tucker and his um, a, accomplice, or I don't know, co-defendant, who has actually already been convicted, his name is Rory Detroit Wilson. So I'm going to call him Ty Tucker and Detroit Wilson, because that's how most people um, refer to them. Okay. They went to this place. This is what there is alleged, that they went to the treehouse with a knife, um, with a plan of stealing the purse of the woman, her last name is Belmont, Paula Belmont. Huh. But what actually happened was there was kind of a big fight that happened. And um, a man that was present there, Matthew Bonet, was shot, was stabbed and died. Oh, no. Dur he came up the stairs during the while the robbery was in process and there was some kind of a struggle he was uh, beat up and had five stab wounds and he died. Oh dear. Okay. So uh, Paula Belmont was also injured, but she, uh, she survived her injuries. Mm -hmm. So they think the police think that Tucker and Wilson went there to rob Belmont as some kind of retaliation for a drug debt that was owed to uh, a woman called Anathea or known as April Clay. So like they were sent there and, and they were literally thinking they would be robbing uh, Belmont of like $50. This was not like a, this was not meant to be like a real high stakes situation, but it ended up in Matthew Belmont or Matthew uh, um, Bonet losing his life. Uh -huh. Oh, boy. So um, Wilson actually went on trial in 2022 
and was convicted of all charges. And he he's in prison for murder. Uh-huh. So there's a third guy involved here. And the third guy um, was basically, he was the, the getaway driver in okay. the situation. And his last name is Johnson. And Johnson, uh, his name is John Travis Johnson. He's known as Travis. So Travis Johnson. Uh, he says that, I know, they all go by something different. I'm like trying to keep track of their names. My God, <laughs> you know. Um, so he was, it was apparently allegedly hired to drive the getaway car. Um, and he said, he told the police initially that Tucker had been the one that initiated the robbery. Um, after finding out somehow that uh, Paula Belmont had some money. Mm-hmm. Um, he agreed to drive for the, for a tank of gas. He said he would do it if they would fill his gas tank. Um, he was waiting for them to come out after committing the robbery when he heard someone yell for police. And that's when he booked it out of there. He's skedaddled. Okay. Yeah. So he was later arrested and he actually did five years in prison. And uh, he eventually, um, agreed to cooperate and was given time served for those five years uh-huh. for his role, because it was, it was found that investigators really didn't believe that he was involved in the murder or anything. He was just there as the getaway driver. And when he uh-huh. heard something was going down, he just got out of there. Uh-huh. So that's, so Johnson has served his time. Wilson is in prison for yeah. the murder. Now we have Tucker. Tucker, who, by the way, has been out on bond this whole time. He's not in jail. He has had attorneys through this whole process, but in September decided that he wanted to represent himself. Oh, dear. Um, Yeah, we know. We've seen it many times. It's It's generally not a successful deal. So I was immediately like, oh, no. He who represents himself (laughs) As a fool for an attorney. <laughs> yes, yes, like that's that. what we have heard. Um, now, weirdly, his attorneys still represent him because he is suing the police and a bunch of people civilly over this investigation and has attacked the credibility of the investigation repeatedly. That they are not representing him in the criminal trial because they did not agree on their strategy. Wow. Um. So he said that he had irreconcilable differences with his current attorney. Oh, gosh. Here's the deal. The state has offered a plea deal. Uh And he said, absolutely, he's not taking a plea at all. He maintains his innocence. He says he's not taking a plea no matter what. And he said all that has happened is he's either going to trial or he's taking a plea. And he basically doesn't think his attorneys have done a good enough job. And he's already spent a huge amount of money uh-huh. uh, in resolving this. And so he's just going to represent himself on these murder charges. Wait a minute. A man who was willing to rob someone for $50. Yeah. Has afforded to bond out. Well, we don't know exactly how much. That's just one of the statements that was made. That has afforded to bond out and pay attorneys over the years. Apparently, yes. What the hell? I know. It's odd, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That part I don't fully understand. Um, I don't really understand that necessarily, but I will tell you (laughs) that 
Uh, Tucker has no love for the judge or the prosecutor in this case. Oh. I'm going to show you a letter, and I will read this because it's too small to read right here. But this is a handwritten letter um, from Tucker. This is a part of it. This came from Court TV. It's not the whole thing. But it is um, a letter that he wrote to the judge and the prosecutor. And I wanted, this kind of gives you an idea of this guy. Um, and this is page five of the letter. So the, all of it's not in there, but it's basically <laughs> him attacking the uh, prosecutor, attacking the judge and attacking the whole case. And he says, I'm sure you will find this fair and lawful in all respects and that the defendant's rights were honored. How my defense team and I just don't understand that this is the couch republic. I think he means like sitting on the couch, not doing your job, I guess. Oh. Uh, and we do things a little differently down here. This is Florida, remember? <laughs> well, sir, this is the United States. And by all accounts, you are a criminal involved in a much larger criminal enterprise. Will you ever uh, be right. prosecuted? Yeah, this is to the judge. Uh, <laughs> probably not, but that's not going to stop me from fighting you. I am an innocent man, and I know I will never get a fair trial in Monroe County. I know the only hope I have is if some outside agency decides to shut this circus down. This was in 2019, by the way. This has gone on forever. Until <laughs> then, you just know that I am not afraid of you. You disgust me, and no matter what happens, I won't rest until I'm sure that this will never happen to anyone else ever again. With all the contempt you deserve, Franklin Tyrone Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I was like, wow. Okay, sir. So With all the contempt kind of the, you deserve. <laughs> yeah. That is sort of the tenor of the whole situation. So the trial's been going on for... Um, I think it's into its third week this week, or well, I think 10 ish days. And one of the challenges that they have with Tucker representing himself is that he does not know the law at all. Mm -hmm. And he, the first investigator on the stand was interrogated for six hours with like 30 objections on the part of the prosecutor's office. <laughs> oh, so, no. yeah, it's it's. It's pretty wild. Um, they keep having to take the jury out of the room to discuss things, you know, trying to get mm -hmm. him up on what's happening. Um, he's done stuff like trying to impeach the witness, um, getting internal oh. affairs reports on on um, the police and stuff. It's not necessarily anything that's actually evidence in the case, mm -hmm. but he's trying to attack their credibility. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the judge saying, you know, that's not really relevant here. It's the it's it's the credibility of the evidence against you. Uh -huh. And obviously the state has been like, dude, we've already convicted the other guy and both the driver, you know, both uh -huh. Johnson and Wilson both um, have said that Tucker was very much there and a part of this. Uh -huh. So pretty interesting um situation going on here wow i, I always I think know. it's wild when people defend themselves that they then get to question their victims i know right it, it seems is wild. very wrong honestly in a lot of cases right it, it it is and i don't know i 
you just don't normally see this go well for anyone that does it. Although I watched some video of him and this isn't like a Daryl Brooks kind of situation. He's not, he's, he's not knowledgeable and he's definitely doing things that are not within the law, but he's not just freaking out, screaming at everybody and, you know, doing Daryl Brooks kinds of things. So it's an interesting case. I don't know. He is absolutely adamant that he is innocent, that he was not there that day and that this has nothing to do with him. And that this is all a setup. Uh uh, but you know he's being that he's being set up by the prosecutor the judge the police Uh i'm not saying that those things don't happen but oh no the fact that they've already got two convictions does not bode well for him at all no it doesn't and he's really risking a lot here you know because this is he could go away forever Uh for these charges so wow. I'm keeping an eye on it. I wanted to introduce it because we've never talked about this case before and just kind of let you know that we are, we're watching this and it's pretty, it's pretty wild. That letter to the judge was just like, holy shit, man. That's yeah. That's some, some tood right there. Mm-hmm. And it's taken so long to make its way through the courts. I'm sure partially because of COVID, um, you know, and also because he's been out, he's not sitting in jail doing time like the other people were, you know, right. awaiting their trials. So I don't know for sure what's going to happen here, but I'm going yeah. to update this on case updates because it's pretty interesting uh-huh. to see this whole process happening and to see if this guy is making any traction with the jury. I don't think that he is. He he played a video that was a, um, it was part of a, an interview that the police did with Johnson, the uh, getaway driver in which he completely implicates Tucker. And the judge, I guess, was like, are you really sure you want to show that to the jury? Because there's damaging information about you in the video. Uh And he was trying to say that, that, that Johnson's information was um, inconsistent, which in, in some ways it kind of was, but it definitely didn't show Tucker in good light. I don't know why you would want to have brought that in. So anyway, it's an interesting thing. This guy is Florida manning it up down there in Florida. (laughs) It sounds like it. Yeah. So we are going to uh, keep you updated on that. We'll see what happens. Is is Tucker going to be, is he going to prevail or is this going to be a huge mistake? It's hard to say. Time will tell. It will. And with that, Katie, I'm going to kick the mic back to you for some creepy crime. Uh it's not uncommon to go to a friend's house to and have some kind of a party or a gathering to watch your favorite team and a few weeks ago that's what happened in kansas city some buds got together to watch kansas city play uh the chargers i think and party never really seemed to end I guess, for some of them. Uh, three men never went home after this party. And they were three Ooh. best buds. And had gone to the house of an acquaintance uh, that some of like their family members seemed to be kind of not know as well or be unaware of. But at any rate, they had gone to this person's house to watch the game and they never came back. Their cars were Yikes. parked. Um, 
family members had been to the house and pounded on the door and no one answered. No one was answering any phones. It was really weird. People were getting worried. We're talking about men that had jobs and children and just never left. Yikes. So finally, a fiance went over there and said, I've had enough of this shit and broke a window and got into the house and walked out onto the back steps and discovered one of the friends frozen to death deceased on the back oh my god she called the police Uh, all the while there was no sign of the homeowner the police get there and the homeowner wanders out of his bedroom in his boxers carrying an empty wine glass and it's just like oh hey guys what's up the cops are like "Mm, the dead bodies in your backyard all three of the men were deceased one of them was on the step out in the snow frozen to death my God. We don't know if they're frozen to death. They were frozen because it it was very cold. This is them. David Harrington, Clayton McGinney, and Rick Johnson. They were missing for two days when their bodies were found. And the homeowner seems to have no idea and said, I don't know. I guess they froze to death. Uh, Not good enough? What? He would have have pets that would have been having to go outside to go potty. Uh, like the, the families feel like there's no possible way he didn't know they were out there. Their cars were still parked at his house. Right. And so they're very frustrated because the Kansas City police are saying that they don't suspect foul play at this time. What? Yeah, like three full-grown men just laid out in the snow and froze to death. That right? seems like a lot of bullshit. Yeah, seems wildly unlikely, doesn't it? So they're waiting for autopsies, toxicology, things like that to come back. But in the meantime, the families are very upset. Uh, additionally, this, yeah. the the man that lived in the house is in the process of moving out now. And they're very worried that he's just uh, going to just leave the area and and what? How is he not in custody? I mean, I just, what? Yeah. What are the police possibly thinking here? Ah. The families are just sick. So they've all been talking to the press and saying, we want a real investigation. We need to know what happened to our loved ones. We want justice for them. And how could this possibly be? How could they be just dead in the backyard for two whole days and him not know it or call the police or do anything? And also what the hell happened to them? And the police just seem to be kind of dragging their feet. So the name of the homeowner has not been released. Uh, He is, as far as we know, not a suspect at this time. And... The families just don't know what to do. They don't know what to think. So they're talking to the press because they want a lot of attention on this case. Obviously, really? something isn't right. You're talking about three healthy, you know, uh, 30-ish aged men that went to watch a football game and just never came home. It just does not make any sense at all. No, that this does not track in the least. No. No. Now... I mean, were they drugged? Were Were they they? extremely drunk? Like, what? 
were, were they doing drugs they together? in the backyard if they you know like right what could I'm have so possibly weird. happened to facilitate this well and how could this man who lives in the house not know right especially considering that the family members had been blowing up his phone pounding on the door coming by trying to get into the house over and over nothing and when breaks a window comes into the house goes into the backyard finds dead bodies calls the police he doesn't respond to that person at all and then when the cops come he wanders out of his bedroom in his underwear going hi oh what's up i mean has he been in some weird drug fueled has he video game binge or something like what the <laughs> hell i am so confused i so are the families of the victims and they want some answers so hopefully the autopsies are forthcoming with some answers but as for now it's just we just have three grieving families that are mad as hell and want to know what happened and that's oh, kind of where it sits so sad mm -hmm. my god yeah well, I hope they keep screaming and I hope the press keeps screaming because this is obviously, I mean, are they autopsying these bodies? Uh, the word is that they are. And that's what we're waiting for at this point is. Okay. Well, that's good news. The, wow. I, the families are like, the idea that our loved one just walked out in the backyard and laid down and froze to death. No, no that's not what happened. No. No. no, something else is at play here. Mm -hmm. and, and you cannot tell me that that guy doesn't know. Right. Give me a break. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No. Yep. And the fact that he's now preparing to move out of the house has got people very concerned about why and what yeah. is happening. It looks like he's probably not the owner, maybe just renting the house. But still, I mean, there's a lot of rumor. There's so a lot of... Let's die in the house. Then he's like, "Well, I guess I don't need to live here anymore." None of right? this. There's so. Or the landlord story, is like, obviously. "Yeah, you're leaving." Yeah, I don't know. Right, and that could surely be. But I mean, is it being treated as a crime scene? You know, have they done forensic stuff? Like they did. First, they called it a suspicious death. Then they said that there was no evidence of foul play, and people are like, "How can there be no evidence of foul play?" How? Right. This is like um, the native girls, the the yeah. um, indigenous girls that just sort of magically walk out into the desert and lay down and die in the snow. And we all know that's mm -hmm. a bunch of bullshit. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's not what happened. So we'll keep a close eye on this one because it is very curious. But uh, the families feel like they're not getting any answers from investigators and have just pretty yeah. much turned to the press and uh, lawyered up as well to try to force some action and some answers. So yeah. that's all I have on that, but we'll keep a close eye on it because what the hell? Yeah, no kidding. Okay, well, we definitely got some bizarre stories to keep an eye on and let you know what we find out. Mm hmm well, this is our Monday episode. We'll be back with lots more this week. There's all kinds of stuff going on, of course, because the courts are back in gear. This is a full yeah. week. No holiday, no nothing. So this is really like a lot of things are happening. So we'll be updating tons of cases this week. And yeah, Crumbly. More. Crumbly starts tomorrow. Crumbly. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, you guys. Crumbly. 
Yikes. That's going to be a wild one. Okay. So watch for that. And uh, please like, subscribe, share, comment, leave us a review wherever you can. And as always, thanks for joining us. We are the True Crime Squad. Take care. <laughs> Thank <music> you.